Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And I am here, of course, with my fabulous co-host, Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. I can't believe it's almost the end of August. I know. I'm so excited. I know. It's the most wonderful time of the year. The kids going back to school. <laughs> and just a reminder to our listeners, we did a great back-to-school show last week. So you should definitely check it out with uh, Boys and Girls Club. So that was awesome. But today... Uh, Megan, we have a wonderful guest. We have Jennifer Snyder, who is the executive director of the MGive Foundation. Hey, Jennifer, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? Good, good. And you are in lovely Denver today? That's correct. Wow, that's awesome. I've been out to Denver. It's a lot of fun. Your sports teams really kind of stink out there, Jennifer, okay. but wonderful place to be. We, uh, we have the legend Peyton Manning on the Broncos now, so I don't think you can really say we stink. <laughs> you know, do you believe? Do you believe? Jen, and I think either you or Andrea said something to me when we got Tebow. You said, why would you want Tebow? He's a hard worker. He's got great yeah. work ethic. That's right, and he's, and he's got the good Lord behind him. <laughs> this show is already starting off going in the way wrong direction well, I knew we could have some fun with Jen she has a wonderful sense of humor as does uh, Andrea the director of public relations uh, at MGIV Jennifer do us a favor to begin uh, not everyone of our listeners know uh, what MGIV does and all the fabulous things that you do could you tell us a little bit about the MGIV foundation you bet the MGIV foundation process is about 85% of all text donations in the US so mm -hmm. whenever you see someone saying you know Text Red Cross to 90999. We're the mm -hmm. people behind the scenes making sure that your text message gets processed and the American Red Cross receives their funds. Our oh, goal, yep, our goal is to make sure that the mobile channel for social good is used by nonprofits and that it's a safe and very accountable um, and trustworthy uh, fundraising and engagement solution for donors. Mm -hmm. So explain to me, Jen, you know, one of the things I'm always kind of curious too is like, how do you operate as a middle person in that transaction? You know, it's really challenging because you're constantly advocating for all the different stakeholders that are yeah. your critical partners. So, yep. you know, sometimes what the wireless carriers um, need to have happen just so that way they're in compliance with state and federal regulations and what nonprofits want to do, there's naturally a tension there. And so it's a challenging place to be always navigating and lobbying for the different stakeholders. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, without us, this wouldn't be happening. So um, it's a bittersweet situation to be in. Yeah, but a good situation, 85% of the work you do. I mean, that's a, that's a huge number. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. Back in 2008, um, there were still articles out there in the nonprofit community saying, you know, if, if nonprofits don't have a really aggressive online strategy, they're going to be losing out on a whole generation of donors. And I feel now like that's kind of morphed into the mobile space because yeah. now we're out there saying the exact same thing. Like, you know, know. If, you, if you don't have an aggressive mobile strategy, um, you're going to lose out on a whole generation of donors. So it's just kind of cyclical, but mm -hmm. we're doing really important work. Can you give us the latest, I can't even speak, statistics about the, the growth of, of mobile giving just to, to frame the conversation for our listeners? You bet. So 2008 was the very first year that we saw um, mobile campaigns widespread. Um, we raised about $500,000 total. Mm -hmm. uh, thus far, we've raised um, over $60 million through micro donations of $5 and $10, some $25 in there as well. And 90% um, of our clients are not disaster relief organizations. So we're seeing a very pervasive integration among all different kinds of nonprofits. 
and we're making people everyday philanthropists. It used to be that if you wanted to raise a million dollars, you'd go to 10 donors and get $100,000 each. Now, mm -hmm. if you want to raise a million dollars, you can get it from 10,000 different donors just giving 10 bucks. Mm, true. Jen, distinguish something for me. When we talk, you know, we've kind of given it the blanket mobile giving. But when we talk about mobile giving, are we really talking about text giving or are we talking about other things in addition to text giving? You know, our focus is really on text giving. You mm -hmm. text a text message to give a $10 donation. Right. Mm -hmm. But we, really, you know, when we talk about a mobile strategy, what yep. we're talking about is you need to make sure that your web pages are mobile optimized. Right. You have a mobile web donation mm -hmm. component as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's I think in 2014, it's expected that more people are going to be visiting the web through their mobile device than through mm -hmm. a desktop. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's. When we talk about a mobile strategy, we're, we're talking about making sure that you have a mobile web strategy, you have a tech strategy, and you have an application strategy if that's mm -hmm. right for your organization. Mm -hmm. um, but our focus really is on processing those text donations. Mm -hmm. We, we want to talk in this conversation about the myths of mobile giving. And one of the myths is that donations that are made by mobile phone don't provide any data. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us if that can you confirm that myth or debunk it for us? Yeah, you bet. You know, that's one that we hear a lot. And it's unfortunate because when you say that there's no data that you get from mobile donors, mm -hmm. you're really not taking mobile donors very seriously. Because when we think about a text donation, we're acquiring a donor. We're not acquiring a $10 gift. Mm -hmm. And we know that mobile donors, they are sticky donors and they give generally $250 or more each year to nonprofits. So if you don't think that a mobile number is a critical piece of data, when you think that there are two numbers that are following people through life right now, their social mm -hmm. security and their mobile number, getting a mobile number is a critical piece of data. And then yeah. we have the ability to do polling to gather additional information from donors. We have the ability to integrate with CRM systems so we can do correlative comparisons to see whether or not that donor is already given to your organizations. So mm -hmm. Getting the mobile number is one of the most important pieces of data you can ever get from a donor. Yep. And we can help nonprofits with all kinds of strategies as to how to get additional information on that donor. Um, but considering that 40% of mobile donors on average are unique to organizations and that they're going to have their mobile number for seven years or more, that's a huge piece of data. Yeah, right. Who gives up their mobile, do <laughs> their mobile well, number, let, right? Let me, let me just clarify something, though. So if I make a donation to whomever via my, my mobile phone, mm -hmm. I know typically I text something and then I have to text back to confirm that I want to make that donation. Does that then give you permission to contact me again on my mobile phone? We have a really um, strict uh, principle that we follow, and that is that we don't think donors should receive text messages back unless they expressly say, I want you to communicate with me in the future. Um, and so, you know, we have really solid opt-in rates and cultivation strategies, but um, we try not to reach out to donors unless through their mobile device, unless they say, please reach out to me in the future. It's critical. Yeah, right, because that's a big part of the trust issue in terms of people feeling not like they're getting spam all the time via the text. Absolutely. And if yeah. we ask donors, we see, depending on what kind of organization it is, that anywhere between, you know, 20 and 60 percent of those donors will say, yes, absolutely. Send me additional information. And that's really where we can cultivate rich strategies. But when you compare 
response rates to that, you know, after a donation, 20% say, yes, please contact me in the future. That's so much higher than you're getting right now through other channels. Right. You get a one to 2% direct response rate or, you know, a 10% email open rate. Those are huge. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that we're bumping it up to 20% is enormous. Yeah, that's a big margin. So a lot of our nonprofit listeners, especially Jen, are sitting back and saying, yeah, you know, I think text giving is great. But, you know, if something happens in Haiti or an earthquake in Japan or, you know, uh, the Boston bombing or something like that, you know, that's when people really use and respond to text giving. What's the truth to that myth? The truth is they ab people absolutely do respond in disaster situations with text giving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that's because there's a lot of media attention, yeah, the call right. to action is out there a great deal. Yeah. But 90 percent of our clients that are collecting money and are seeing great success through mobile, they're not disaster relief organizations. Give us an really, example, Jen. Oh, you bet. Um, mm -hmm. Great example would be uh, Defenders of Wildlife mm -hmm. and other animal rights organizations. Mm -hmm. They've got very dedicated, loyal and growing mobile communities. And 80 percent of their donors are giving donations every single month. Mm -hmm. So, you know, animal rights organizations are seeing great success. You know, Hospitals. what is that? You know, Jim, one of the things I noticed too is like, what is it with the animal rights groups? They seem to be really <laughs> savvy. Uh, what is it though? You know what I mean? Like, People you know, love puppies. I know, but you know, but it's something like, you know, what is it? The Habitat for Humanity in the United States or whatever it is, or the, you know, That's the Humane Society for the United States. They're like, you know, they're like a real leader in this stuff. You know, is it, what is it about animal causes? Do we think that the animals are actually using the mobile devices instead of the <laughs> people? I mean, you know, my dog, my Yorkie does dog have his could. own. He has his own iPod. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you look at Frontier, you know, you have animals flying planes right now. So it's, <laughs> it's just, and I love Frontier, great Colorado company. I'm a diehard supporter of them. But, um, you know, I, I don't know why animal rights organizations see great success, but they're just yeah, one they, example. You know, we yeah, have right. children's organizations. They just seem to, they seem to be a lot. Oh, well, that's good because a lot of times I just hear it's all about the animals, you know, and it's like, what is it with these? You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, uh, you know, is it something about like, you know, people in, who love animals? They also happen to be mobile savvy or something like that. But that's good. But you're saying, too, that there's there's other organizations, children's organizations. You mentioned healthcare, et cetera. Absolutely. And, you know. Really, I think one of the great lessons that we can learn from some some of the very successful animal rights organizations and others that are using mobile is that they really view mobile as an acquisition and cultivation channel. So what they're doing is, is they're acquiring uh, members of mobile communities. They're mm -hmm. soliciting after they've already been pushing out, you know, weekly pet tips yeah, right. or yep. information on national parks mm -hmm. and, you know, wildlife preservation tactics that they've used. Mm -hmm. So they're actually thinking about we're acquiring a donor, not a donation. And yep. it's that's that's the mobile strategy that we really try to impart upon organizations is whether or not you are soliciting contributions, it's all about acquiring donors. And this is one of the cheapest and most effective mm -hmm. ways to acquire those new donors. And we're acquiring savvy, sticky donors, and yep. you're acquiring them through a um, an informational touch point, their mobile number, that's going to stick with them for a long time. And we're just not talking about millennials. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're not just talking about young people. That's another myth, that's a too, myth. I think, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's a myth that it's just millennials. But I actually like. believe that myth. I think that's the only people that are using their phones. So so debunk that one for us. Oh, you bet. You know, it's interesting <laughs> because um, we were talking to 
one a, a skeptical client. They're like, you know, we really we thought that this was only going to be for millennials, which are, you know, it's very difficult to acquire millennials um, right now for nonprofits. So mm-hmm. the fact that we can acquire them through mobile, I think, is a really important um, element to consider. But this this group was like, you know, I didn't think it was going to be effective for some of our older donors mm-hmm. until I was talking to my 81 year old father who now the only way I can get in touch with him is by texting him because his mm. hearing is gone. So he was really hard to communicate with them. He wasn't really engaging with his teenage grandchildren. And then he started texting and now he's texting multiple times a day with my teenagers. It's great. <laughs> and so there's a lot of different uh, motivators as to why we're seeing different generations starting to embrace mobile, but it we can't discount it because, um, you know, uh, there were a lot of people that wouldn't stop writing checks in the early 2000s. And then you saw, you know, a huge shift where you saw older donors starting to give online. They preferred it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's, you know, it's so funny even when it comes to nonprofits and stuff like that. Like, you know, I remember years ago, you know, you're talking to nonprofits about online giving and they're like, come on, do we really need to be online? It's like, <laughs> yes. You know, come on, do we really need to use Facebook? Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> come on, do we really need to, you know, do we ne- really need to be mobile savvy? It's like, yes. I mean, if no, no place is the evidence more stronger in mobile. I mean, just the way people are using smartphones, but especially tablets. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, for information and for giving. I mean, it's just a really growing area. And for nonprofits to sit back and say, oh, I don't know if that's going to be big. It's just foolish. Okay, that's, th- that raises a question. Is a tablet considered mobile? It's not, yes. right? It is? Yes. No, it's a it portable is. device. Yeah, oh. yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. When we talk about having a holistic and robust mobile strategy, we're talking about responsive design. So that way right, right. it doesn't matter yeah. how the donor's coming or... I mean, it's really about mission delivery, too. Like, what if this is, you know, someone that father was just diagnosed with cancer and is going to a cancer website to try and find support and information? This is about making sure that everyone has a good user experience with your organization. So it's tablets, it's responsive design, and it's making sure that you have all of the different communications folks in place to actually benefit your organization and keep driving it down the path. Yeah, and and Megan, you're not alone on that. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook has said that he doesn't think of tablets as mobile. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I just, there is a discrepancy I was, out there. But, yeah, I, but was just, I, I think was anything that's a portable device, anything that people can carry around. Right. Well, you uh, see you see the numbers broken out typically differently between yep. tablet and yep. mobile. So, that's why I was curious. Yeah. But I let's know, t- but. let's talk about, I would love to get some really practical tips. So, one of our myths is that mobile communication is complicated. So, talk to us about and talk to our listeners about how you would get started if you don't even have a mobile strategy, if you are, you know, just dipping your toe into the water, what are some easy things that you can try as an experiment with your own organization, whether it's a cause marketing campaign or a nonprofit, what are some things you can try to start testing the waters? You bet. So I think the first step, honestly, is take a look at Google analytics, see what percentage um, of your traffic is coming from a mobile device and see which pages are being hit the hardest and start uh, mobile optimizing your web pages. Um, you know, there was an organization that provided cancer support. They saw that 20% of their traffic that was going to their, you know, mission delivery pages was actually coming from a mobile device if the page wasn't mobile optimized. And so they weren't actively effectively communicating their mission and helping to support their 
core group of service beneficiaries because they didn't have a mobile optimized page. So that's the first thing is look at your traffic, see what's happening and make sure that you're well, mobile you know, optimizing. And Jen, you bring up a good point too. Like, you know, what isn't measured doesn't get managed. And it's right. so important that nonprofits are measuring things like this and they know where to go to get this type of information. And that's the big thing too, is a lot of people don't know what's happening with their sites because they're not measuring any of these things. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's critical. I mean, it's critical to everything that I do, but especially when you're dealing with uh, online and mobile. Well, and for a lot of organizations, you know, finding the budget to actually move into the mobile space is, has been challenging. So um, this looking at the Google Analytics, looking at who's coming to your site actually helps give you the um, analytical support you need a lot of times to get that budget um, from your organization to actually start building on a mobile uh, strategy. And so that's, I think that's really important. You know, you, it's measurable and it's very specific. So mm -hmm. one, mobile optimize, absolutely critical. The second is to start looking within your organization um, to get cross-organizational support for a mobile campaign. Because if just mm -hmm. the development team or just the volunteer group is trying to integrate mobile, it's a harder battle. But if you sit mm -hmm. down and talk about, you guys, look, you know, online, mobile, direct mail, um, you know, our website, we all have to work on this together because it's not just a fundraising tool. This is truly right. another communication channel for our organization. So mm -hmm. teamwork goes a long way. Um, and then the third is, is it's really simple to start just an outbound text campaign. We still have, you know, over 40% of the U.S. population that has a feature phone. So mm -hmm. they can't access your website. They can't communicate with you through their mobile device yeah. unless you're texting text. with them. Yeah. yeah. So, right. and donors, honestly, they expect you to have a keyword and short code. They expect mm -hmm. a text communication component mm -hmm. from the commercial space and the nonprofit space. Donors are expecting this. Consumers are expecting this. So set up a really easy advocacy campaign where people can just get more information about your organization if they text a keyword to a short code. Just mm, start, it, the, start the information outreach. Start educating your constituency. You know, Jen, I tell Megan all the time that her phone is for something other than angry birds and fat my faith. <laughs> but she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. She did, what are you talking about? Did. All I do yeah, all day long right. is just donate to charities. That is yeah, what I do right. on my phone. <laughs> She's always like, Joe, send me a picture. I want to fat your face. Come on. You know? <laughs> you know, it's just not for games. But, I mean, it is a serious channel, that's for sure. But, you know, that's a challenge that you have, though, Jen, in your organization is getting the word out about this because there are a lot of myths out there about mobile. And there are a lot of assumptions and beliefs that are just wrong. How are you trying to get the message out about this? Besides being on Cause Talk Radio, which guarantees the <laughs> world knows about it. Working with the prime influencers in the nonprofit right. industry like is critical. But, um, you know, honestly, the proof is in the pudding. So the more success stories we can get out there and the more we can get nonprofits to talk about it, the yeah. better it is for everybody. So really, that's what we're focused on right now is making sure our clients are successful with mobile. Yeah, that's good. Excellent. Well, thank you so, so much. This has been really fantastic information. We, you know, we talk about this topic all the time, so it's great to have an expert on the show to be talking about this a little bit more specifically. If people want to find out more information about a mobile strategy and mobile giving, how would they do that through MGive, Jen? Sure. They can go to www.mgive.org. It's M-G-I-V-E.org. And um, we're happy to talk to nonprofits and even if they're not going to embrace a tech strategy yet because funding is not there, we're happy to talk with them about, you know, a mobile web strategy and just baby steps that they can tech, take starting to collect mobile numbers. I mean, that's critical. 
So yeah, we're happy cool. to just talk about the baby steps and ways that we can help organizations until they get funding. Fantastic. And we will include that in our show notes. And Joe, where can people find more about you if they so choose? Well, of course, you can find me at my blog at SelfishGiving.com. Uh, you can find me Minute to Minute on Twitter at Joe Waters. And Jen, I just want to say, too, that I find the MGive Twitter handle, yes. which you can find at, at MGive, uh, is a great one to follow. And they always have lots of great, juicy links that I click on, and I learn all sorts of new things uh, about mobile. So uh, I think Andrea is doing a great job, your public relations person, in, in managing that handle, because I find that very useful, Jen. And uh, so you can find MGive and Joe Waters on Twitter, and also make sure to check out my Pinterest boards, pinterest.com, front slash Joe Waters. There's a lot of cause marketing boards there that you can learn from. What, are you, what about you, Megan? Where can we find you besides the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF, and also blog for the Cause Marketing Forum at CauseUpdate.com. We have a good new post today about Tom's Shoes and what they're doing now in the U.S., which is new, and they're a cause darling, so I do recommend you check that out. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Jen and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you for joining us for another episode of Cause Talk Radio. We'll see you next time.